Can I get a oh yeah? Welcome to Podcast My Brand, where we help you launch your branded podcast, get better at the craft of podcasting, grow your audience, and make cash from your show. I'm your host, Elsie, the mayor of Podcast Town. Let's get to it. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. All right, Lisa, first of all, before we do anything, can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. Perfect, perfect. So tell us about your podcast. So my podcast is The Exclusive Career Coach, which is a take on my business, which is exclusive career coaching. And it is all things career management. Just put out my 190th episode. And while my practice specializes in people in job search transition, primarily mid-career folks, folks who might want to move into the executive ranks, high achievers. In my podcast, it is broader than that. So I am covering things like leadership and how to deal with coworkers and how to manage your relationship with your boss and how to position yourself for a promotion. So it's job search, but it's all of those other things around career as well. Now, how long have you been podcasting? I started in 2017. So here's my funny story. I thought, because I'm a little Rain Man-ish, and without any basis in fact, I decided it must cost $5,000 to podcast. I was convinced of this. Uh, Again, with absolutely no facts to back it up. And so uh, a community that I was in, they were like, well, you need to do a tele-seminar, tele-webinar, whatever the heck they're called. And I had about as much energy and enthusiasm for that as I'm sure my face shows right now. I just couldn't get anything going on. Whatever. Talk on the phone for an hour a week. Boring. And I really wanted to podcast. And I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. And I don't even remember what the topic was, but it was something about kind of challenging your assumptions. (laughs) I was like, well, here's one I could challenge. So as you well know, I'm sure it does not cost $5,000 to podcast. You could, you could, pay $5,000 if you wanted to, but you don't have to. And so once I actually did some research, that just opened up that door for me. And I realized that I could do the thing that I was really in my heart to do. And uh, if I come around to, I think one of the questions you're probably going to ask me is the number one piece of advice I always give prospective podcasters is you got to love it because you're going to be doing it with zero audience for a while. And if it's not in your heart and in your soul, you're going to give up before you start to see the results. And so you've got to do what you love. And so I think I made it very clear, a teleseminar was not what I loved, but I do love to podcast. Got it. So tell me about some, what I call podcast rain, something that has happened to you, for you, through you because of your show. Number one for me has been the clients. Uh, You know, there've been so many benefits to having this podcast, but number one is that it has become far and away the number one source of my funnel for my business. So previous to this, it was kind of equal. From LinkedIn, I would get about a third of clients. Referrals were about a third and my podcast was maybe a third, maybe not even that. And now I think nine out of every 10 clients that I get are coming from my podcast. And what's so great about that is that those people already know, like, and trust me, which as we know, that's, they got to, they got to have those things before they're willing to purchase. And, you know, I'm asking them to spend a good amount of money to work with me. And it's been really interesting because the comment that I get most often from these people is, wow, you're exactly like you are on the 
podcast. So when I when I speak with you in person in a consult, I get the same person that I get on the podcast, and and they that authenticity makes them feel like I'm very trustworthy. Got it. I, I'm going to make a note to circle back to this because I want to talk about that 90% conversion rate. But before we do that, um, are you ready to play our first game? Show up. Let's go. So, Lisa, this is called Guess That. I'm going to think of a person, place, or thing. Your mission in this moment is to figure out by asking me questions, as many as you need to, what that person, place, or thing is. Are you ready to play? I'm ready. All right. I am thinking of a thing. A thing. Is it bigger than a bread box? It is not. Is it bigger than, is it smaller than uh, a cat? Yes. Is it smaller than a shoebox? Yep. Much smaller. Is it alive? It is not alive. It's not, it's not alive. It's pretty small. Is it utilitarian? Um, I think so. <laughs> oh, I'm afraid now. Okay, it's utilitarian. It's smaller than a shoebox. Is it smaller than a, um, oh, like a, a cigarette box? What is, it? what is it? Like a package of cigarettes? Nope. Okay. So we're somewhere between a cigarette package and a shoebox. It's utilitarian. It's not alive. Um, is it something I would have in my home? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Okay. Everybody, I, everybody has one. Everybody has it. Okay. Oh my gosh. Would I use it in the kitchen? Yes. I would use it in the kitchen. Um, People use it everywhere. Um, do I, is it a, is it, is it scissors? It is not scissors. It's not. <laughs> I don't know how to keep score on this thing. I hope you're doing it. Cause I don't know how many questions I've asked you. All right. Um, is it is it brown or black? It could be either, I suppose. Brown or black, yeah. Okay, so it could be. Does it have to be brown or black? Nope. Okay. Can you see through it? Nope. Nope. Can it be used in other rooms besides the kitchen? Did you, I think you said it could be used all over. Mm -hmm. Okay. Would I use it most frequently in the kitchen? I think you would use it. People use it all the time. I mean, it is probably one of the most popular items on the face of the planet. Is it a cell phone? It is a cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I always walk the fine lines. Do I give enough hints or do I just <laughs> let people struggle? <laughs> Thank you for retrieving me a little bit there. No, you know, I try to be a, a good mayor and not be too hard on my guests. Thank you, mayor. So one question that I always like to ask uh, podcasters because I get so many different answers. How do you get better as a podcaster? I've got four things that I want to mention. And number one is the obvious practice. Um, I loved the commercial that came out during the Olympics. Um, and I don't even remember what they were selling, but they said, 
because you don't have to be amazing to start, but you have to start to be amazing. And I thought that was so fabulous. And so there is no substitute for getting in there and doing the work week after week, you know, having a, a, a schedule that you stick to no matter what, so that your listeners can depend on it, but also so that you depend on yourself. So number one is that practice. It really does make perfect. Number two, I recently hired a podcast editor for the first time, and he's the answer to my prayers. Having said that, for the first three years, I edited my own podcast. And I think that was tremendously helpful because I got better as a podcaster by a little bit of laziness. I could avoid some editing. I can I can fix some things before they happen by you know knowing what to, I don't want to have those vocal pauses. I don't want to do certain things while I'm editing because or while I'm podcasting because it's just going to make the editing process longer. So that was a really a good thing for me. And I I think everybody should edit their own podcast to start with. Number three, listening to a whole lot of other podcasts. So learning from them. What do I like? What don't I like? What annoys me? I tend to annoy fairly easily. There's a little tip. Um, and what, you know, what brings me joy and really learning how to mold my own podcast based on how I like and don't like other things. And then finally, this was an interesting one as I thought about it because it's very circular. So it's knowing my material inside and out. So what has happened is synergy has happened in that. I know my material so much better because of podcasting. And because I know my material, I'm a better podcaster. So really having that subject matter expertise and that practice, which was number one, over and over again, makes it so makes me so much better at it. And, and this information then allows me to help my clients better. It's just this great synergy when you have that body of work out there. So I think those are the four things. Awesome, awesome tips. Um, Lisa, do you like to play trivia? I do. I love to play trivia. Well, let's play a little bit. Runs Podcast Town. All right, Lisa, I am going to give you six categories. General, entertainment, arts, science, history, or geography. Which one would you like? Oh, throw me a geography question. All right, let's see. Which is the smallest state in the U.S.? Which is the smallest state in the U.S.? So this is not multiple choice? <laughs> it is not multiple choice. Okay, it's either New Jersey or Delaware. It has to be. Don't, try to, don't try to read my eyes. I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> um. I'm trying to picture it on a map. Delaware is really small. I'm going to say Delaware. Is, that or, is it Rhode Island? It's one of those. I know I'm in the right place. I don't know. Which one? All right. I'm going to go with Rhode Island. Final? Final answer. Can I phone a friend? <laughs> it is Rhode Island. Okay. You know why I think about that one is that all they can ever put on the map is just R.I. Because it's so small they can't fit the rest of the thing. <laughs> yes. All right. Let's do one more. Um, general entertainment, arts, science, or history? Let's do general. General. All right. What year did Fernandad Porsche 
and his team finish the design of the VW Beetle? Oh, my word. The design. 1949. I can't be right. <laughs> that is incorrect. 1938. Oh, wow. Even earlier. Um, okay. Just one more. Entertainment, arts, science, or history? My fear with entertainment is you're going to ask me something about somebody com- uh, present day kind of stuff, and I'm totally clueless. So let's do science. Science. All right. What is the common name for the fluid expelled from the body by the process of lacrimation? What? Lacrimation. Lacrimation? Yes. So I'm lacrimating possibly right now and something's being excreted? (laughs) Apparently. Disturbed by this news. (laughs) Lack is milk, isn't it? Lacrimation. I I can't think of anything other than I I, uh, I got nothing I got nothing tears you know what I almost said that and I thought that doesn't sound right yeah that's what okay. I experienced when I had my my Zoom problem the other day I was <laughs> you lacrimating lacrimating <laughs> so I'll tell people now like that just makes me want to lacrimate yes. so sad so so speaking of some of the troubles that I've been having with technology lately. <laughs> How how do you grow your audience as, as a podcaster? It's like the number one question every podcaster on the face of the planet wants to know. Exactly. So I'll, I'll tell you what I've done. So I send out that week's podcast every Friday to my mailing list. So it comes out on Wednesdays. Just put one out this morning. And then on Friday, I'll send that out to my mailing list. I've done a couple of giveaways where I have said, you know, hey, rate, review, and subscribe. I'll put your name into the mix and you win. The last time it was a $250 Visa gift card. So it was enough that, you know, it was an incentive. I market it everywhere. So once a week, there is a previous episode. So I'm always putting out my current episode on Wednesday. And then one other day in the week, I'm putting a previous episode out on, I I play on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Um, I am guesting on other podcasts. That's what my coach is really pushing me to do, like this one. And also having guests on my podcast. So when I started out, I really didn't have guests. And I am increasing that for a couple of reasons, one of which is that it just expands the the topics. And I'm always looking for people that their area of expertise is adjacent to mine, but not overlapping of it. And then, of course, I bring in their tribe and their listeners. Let's see. What else have I not said? Oh, and then finally, there's there's at least one group that I'm a member of where my goal is, so I, three times a week, I go onto that site and I'm considered a VIP. And so I'm answering people's questions and career related questions are one of the things that are on there. And so my goal is always to look for one opportunity, at least one to drop in an episode that would be applicable. So as I'm answering the question, here's an episode that would help you with this, whatever their question is. So those are some of the things that that I am doing. And, and that is a major goal of, of mine is to have my listenership up by about, about double by the end of the year. That is an awesome goal. Now, I want to, to kind of go back or circle back to 90% conversion. Um, so, yeah, I so didn't my question exactly is, say that. I say, oh, nine out of all, ten. 
they don't all sign up, but they're coming. The people that are coming to me are coming. Nine out of 10 of them are coming from the podcast, but I am converting about 50%. So I'm still doing a pretty darn good job of converting. Got it. So when you, when you think of value from your show, um, perhaps outside of that, how do you get value from your show? So other than the, the clients themselves, there's a couple things. One is the relationships that I'm forming. And I think it's so interesting to, I'll have someone who comes on a consult, having listened to the podcast, they feel like they already know me. And it's such an interesting position because I don't know them at all, but they feel that kindredship with me. And they, again, know, like, and trust me. So there's that. And then the other thing is, I think, especially in this day and age where podcasting is really hot, it's it's equivalent to me of, of being an author or some other, you know, depending on what your space is, putting out a you know a piece of music out into the world or, or those kinds of things. I think podcasts serve that purpose as positioning me as a subject matter expert, and so it's really elevated my perception out in the in the community. Got it. So you strike me as a very integrous, honest person, Lisa. This bonus round, I want you to think of three things. Two of them are going to be true, and one of them it, I, it's just going to be a lie. And my my goal, my mission is to guess which one of those things um, is a lie. So I'm going to give myself some time to gather my thoughts here, and then we'll play Truth and Lies. All right, hit me. All right. So I'm a terrible liar, so I'm going to do my very best. (laughs) (laughs) I always said I do not need to quit my day job to become a poker player. All right. So number one, I have two dogs. Number two, I'm an avid golfer. Number three, I am a wine enthusiast. Um... Okay, so you did a really good job at not giving me any hints throughout our conversation because I didn't hear you mention anything about dogs. You didn't mention anything about golf or wine. So, this is a complete guess. I'm going to say you do have two dogs. Um... I think you like wine. I don't think you play golf. I'm going to say that is the lie. Dang it. (laughs) I've never never confused anybody on playing this game. Darn it. Yeah, I have never played golf in my life. I I have a black and tan coon hound named Piper. She's about 12 years old. About seven weeks ago, I added a treating walker coon hound to the family. His name is Ranger, and they get along famously. And uh, yeah, I'm all things wine. I want to drink it. I want to talk about it. I want to do tastings. I want to learn about pairings with food. And uh, the highlight of my life thus far probably was my 60th birthday that I spent in Tuscany drinking wine at a at a Italian winery. Very cool. Well, so our time has come to an end. Um, thank you so much for the the very practical uh, tips that uh, that you've given. Um, if people want to reach out to you, listen to your podcast, say hi, how can they do that? Absolutely. So podcast, again, is the exclusive career coach. I'm wherever you get your podcasts. And you can connect with me on LinkedIn 
That's where most people do that. So you can find me, L-E-S-A Edwards. I'm very high profile on LinkedIn. As I like to say, I have very big feet, very big footprint on LinkedIn. Uh, And you can follow me on Instagram at lisa.edwards, or you can find me on Facebook at Exclusive Career Coaching. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks again, Lisa. You are so welcome. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of Podcast My Brand. If you got value from the show, join our email list for show updates and exclusive tips on building trust, growing influence, and increasing authority with your podcast brand. Thanks again, and we'll talk with you next time.